girl Taylor H. Tay Tay, DJ Tay Slay, Esquire, but most importantly, it's your host of Mouth Wide Shut. Let's talk. Let's talk, people. We got some stuff to talk about because I haven't talked in a while. Because the way my life is set up, um, I'm in another continent right now, and all my friends I like to talk to are still in the States. So it's been very difficult. So with that, we have episode six, Mouth Wide Shut, Why Am I Single? Ladies edition. And I have some dope people who have very busy lives, but have honored me with their presence here today. So we're about to jump right in. One of them is um, a surgeon that is saving the world one surgery at a time. Um, and ladies, he's single. So please tell the people who, who you are, you eligible bachelor on the phone. <laughs> This is uh, Regan Moore. I'm a third year uh, general surgery resident in Indiana. Indiana. Uh, and currently on the clock. <laughs> I'm wrapping it up, Regan. I'm wrapping Don't it up. We were good. <laughs> um, also, also on the phone, we have a um, this woman. She's just been running all around the world, like literally, not figuratively, figuratively, literally running all the way around the world. She was running in China, in New Orleans. I'm hoping she'll be a good friend and run all the way to Japan to see me, but we'll see. We'll see how, how deep the friendship is. Um, marathon enthusiast, tell the people who you are. You know, the friendship, you know, that, that one's still out on, uh, on the boat right now, so I'll let you know about that Japan stuff. But, hey, people, this is Charlena. Um, you can find me on social media, Instagram, S-Y, under, underscore moves, M-O-V-E-S. Come run with me. And lastly, we have our um, our zealous family advocate on the phone. Um, divorce in Chicago, one divorce at a time. Um, lady, tell us, tell the people who you are. Hi, everyone. I'm Ebony. Um, yes, I practice family law, all things domestic relations, mostly divorce, trying to you know help folks move on as amicably as possible. Um, you can find me on social media at Ebony uh, across the board. So episode five of Mouth Wide Shut, um, Let's Talk was Why My Single Guys Edition. And it might seem that we just ended the conversation there, but that is absolutely positively not the case. Um, life happened, I moved, friends are busy. Um, and so we had to come back with episode six um, of Mouth Wide Shut, Let's Talk, Why Am I Single? ladies edition and i don't want to presume um but ladies are you in fact single what is your relationship status i know i'm single i'm single and um sometimes i say i'm ready to mingle but that's a lie i'm just single out here in these streets single ebony what about you uh so yes i'm single um and i'm open to dating but i find that Basically, my life has been work, work, and more work, so it's been difficult to, like, get out, meet folks, or do things. So I'm open, but I'm also not really visible, like, on the dating team right now. Um, Reelan, I kind of stole your yeah, so but what about you? What about you, Dr. Dr. Reelan? Uh, I am also single and likewise. Uh, meeting new people is limited by my work schedule. Uh, been interested. Charlena? So I almost wanted to say, like, hashtag me too, but I realized that means something else. 
So I'm going to say I disagree with everything else that was just said on the phone because I'm the same way. I'm, I'm definitely single and I'm open, but, you know, life's just kind of been all over the place. Um, and so yeah. I think we're all kind of in the same boat with um, there's somewhat of a desire, but life, work is happening. Um, and um, next question, though, is we kind of mentioned or alluded to dating. What what is you all's definition of dating? Um, Charlena, what's your definition? So for me, dating is like that that very very beginning phase when you're actually interested in a person or people, whatever. Um, where you just kind of you know getting to know each other, going out places, seeing you know what each other enjoys. Um, to make a decision whether or not you guys really want to take things to another level. Okay. What about you, Reuben? What does dating look like in 2018 as a young, um, young, like, working professional? What does that look like? Uh, I would give a similar definition for uh, dating. I take the, the word literally, it's going on dates meeting somebody, um, seeing what they're about and seeing if you want to do anything more than that. Got it. Um, actually, I don't know. I don't feel, I feel like, I don't feel like, I don't feel like men like really know how to date. And it just could be the type of men that I've encountered. Um, but they seem to, (laughs) they seem to be, I don't know. I mean, Ebony, I feel like they seem to be lacking in that area. Has that been your experience? I could be alone. Tell me if I'm wrong. I mean, I think it's a mix. I think I've encountered both. I've encountered men who, you know, are interested in going out and doing things and what I guess I would consider a proper date. And then there are guys that are not so much interested in going out, but just kind of like kicking it on the couch or doing something very in my home type of thing. dating, in my opinion. So, you know, I've seen both. What y'all can decide how you want to take it, whoever wants to take it first. And I think I know the answer. We kind of alluded to it. What would have to be the primary reason why you are single? So, so I can start off with this for a little bit. So I think for, for me, um, I really actually didn't even start like looking to date until I was like, 27, 28, and I say that, you know, my birthday's in 11 days, I turned 32, I'm not afraid to say my age, but um, I really didn't start to look, looking to date until really around that time period, I was so focused on my career, so focused on school, getting myself settled, and, you know, just squared away, so making sure that I'm stable, so that when I'm, you know, coming to the table, I know what I have to bring, and I'm actually bringing something to that table so I think for me I I just took forever to really actually get started and so then once I got started my pool to choose from became the size of a wine glass (laughs) so because all I (laughs) because all I did was work at that point so I think a lot of it kind of just timing for me just things didn't work out as I wanted to and now with work and everything I'm just always so busy that I don't put myself out there like I should. And you brought up like a very interesting point. And I, 
I know, I think <clears throat> Ebony might kind of feel the same way, but I want to ask Reland if he's still on the line, because he might have medical emergencies to deal with. Um, do you, have you <laughs> yeah, experienced, <laughs> have you experienced that kind of what Charlena just mentioned, the pool, because we, we are all have pursued graduate degrees, been in school for a significant period of time. Even for you, Reland, post-school, you're still in like a schooling, learning, you know, period that that pool has significantly diminished and kind of contributed to the position or the, the relationship status of ha- status of hashtag single? Absolutely. Um, the, the, the deeper you go into any career, um, I think you're limited by a number of things, uh, not just the time that you have available to meet people, but uh, the places you're available to meet people. Um, for me, if you're not at my hospital or in my house, we're probably not going to meet. Um, and your interests are also going to develop and evolve, and uh, there's going to be some mismatches there as far as, you know, who you can actually sit down and have a conversation with that you would like to have a conversation with again. Very true. So kind of moving in that same direction, and this one's going to go to you, Ebony, and you all can marinate on it and um, think if you have anything to add to it. So kind of with our pool being somewhat narrowed, um, Reland has a great point, you know, depth of conversation and availability to like and want to engage with that person. Ebony, do you think yeah. you have realistic um, expectations for a dating relationship, like based on the factors and the limitations that society school work has put on you do you still think you have realistic expectations as far as like as far as meeting someone or like the the i guess individual that i would meet the individual that you would meet okay um i mean i think so i think um i mean there are some just very basics that like you expect from you know somebody that well, let me backtrack. In terms of what I would find of interest, maybe it's a, a certain type of man or quality of man, but I don't think it's necessarily unrealistic to expect some of the same things that I bring to the table from the individual. I think that we're not going to probably see everything eye to eye. Um, but I think that requiring, you know, some type of similar interests, um, uh, having similar values it in some regard those things are important to me and I don't think it's unrealistic to expect those things in a person that you know that I find interesting hopefully that feeling is reciprocal if that makes sense. I mean I just want somebody that's rich so I ain't gotta work no more <laughs> I mean that's the thing <laughs> it's, and it's so funny you said that, that. Absolutely- because that's kind of like my next point along that same thing. So you can take it, Charlena. Financial disparity. No. I mean, because like, I mean, as a, I'm a, I'm fairly young. As a 28 year old, um, not long in my career, I make pretty decent money. Like pretty decent. I can, you know, do the things I need to do. Um, take care of everything. People, young men my age, a little bit older, they might not be in that. You know, they might not be blessed to be in that position that I am. So as a graduate, professional, working woman, financial disparity is something that is going to come, that is going to arise in relationships potentially. Um, 
So you want to kind of take that that whole thing, Charlene, and just take it all. Take it all. <laughs> yeah, I got to learn to stop talking first. So, um, <laughs> so I think for me, right, so there was a significant disparity in the individual I got out of a relationship with um, a year or so ago. To me, it wasn't a big thing, though. Um, I'm If you're... And some people probably thinking, like, yo, you say that now, but once you get married, et cetera. But to me, it's like, if you are working and you're taking care of yourself, you're taking care of your bills, I'm not necessarily, like, in your pockets like that, right? If you're looking for me to take care of you, then we've got a huge problem. Um, but I ain't going to lie, you know, Ebony over there, you can probably attest to this, that prenup will be signed before I say I do. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. But, but um, I don't. I don't have a. I don't have a problem with someone making less than me. As long as you're able to like hold your own. I do know that in certain ways I have expensive taste um, because I was raised a certain way. But I'm also not one of these like bougie chicks. Like I go to Target and pick up an outfit or something if I really saw something that was cute. You know what I mean? So I'm not like that. But I do like to spend my money on traveling, um, running my races and things like that. And so. As long as you can hang with me on that realm, I'm not really, I'm not really so concerned. But if you are content with making twelve dollars an hour working at Walmart and that's your life goals and that's just it, that's where the issue is going to come. So, Relan, are you still there? Yeah, he's chuckling over there. Oh, okay, so Relan, what? So, Relan, t- tell me your thoughts. What? What? How you feel about? Okay, you dating this chick, and she just making significant more bank than you. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was me. I think you. I don't know. I think you and I had this conversation before, but you would not be fine with her not working at all, right? No, I'm okay with her not working. Oh. I'm not. I'm not okay with her not doing anything. Got I'm it. not okay with sitting on the couch watching Oprah eating bonbons. Um, anybody who has some sort of ambition, some sort of drive, uh, which is going to be important for us to get along in any kind of regard, uh, is going to be doing something. So you don't have to. You don't even have to have a formal job. But you know, as long as you're volunteering or putting something together, working on something, I'm okay with it. Um, I have no interest in how much money she makes. I mean, and so like. I know you, you say that, and it's honorable, and I appreciate that. But like Charlena said, I mean, I mean, and it just goes from guy to guy. Um, because, like, that can, for, for some guys, and apparently you're not one of them really, that can be something that really goes at the pride and the, the, the character and the manliness of the man. Do you agree, ladies? Yeah, I mean, I would say that... Uh, the issue comes in where when um, just being, I guess, stereotypical, if a man is resentful of the fact that his woman makes more, you know, more than her and per, or more than him, excuse me, and perhaps he says he's comfortable, but he's not really, and then other issues, which are just kind of a uh, smoke screen for the underlying issue, pop up, and so it, it all stems back to a resentment or um, a jealousy of, of her making more or being more successful. And I think that's what the problem is. If a, if a man is, is comfortable 
with the situation and is in, comfortable in himself and knows that he is bringing something to the table and his wife or girlfriend, whoever it might be, might get an extra zero or whatever in her check. I don't think that that's a problem. I think it is really not being, feeling less than or less of a man or something like that because you're not on the same level at that moment as the person you're dating or married to financially. So I agree with that, but it also I was having this conversation today with one of my female friends, you know, we as women, though, if we are, you know, this alpha female and we're making this money, we have to, I guess, also realize, um, I guess, acknowledge the fact that a man could feel less than, depending on how we are walking around, kind of flaunting it, if we're throwing it in his face or things like that, then actually we're the issue um, we become the issue in that situation um so and i think it's some women who are alpha females that don't know how to turn that off when they are in a relationship and i'm saying that you have to be completely submissive to anybody like that i'm, I'm not saying that for all the feminists that are listening but <laughs> it's more so an acknowledgement of just the other person in their feelings and go from there Reelan, I thought I heard you about to say something. Were you going to say something or no? Nah? Um, to the to the first comment, I was just going to say it, it very simply. You know, doesn't even you know need a lot of conversation on it. It's just very simply insecurity. Um, which I think the second comment kind of spelled out more than necessarily just insecurity. Uh, by that I mean it's. You have a, a man has a problem with the simple fact that his woman makes more money than him. Um, that's just feeling ad- inadequate in yourself, um, and really has nothing to do with her. And that insecurity is just part of personality, and that's going to infiltrate in other areas, um, not just in the money regard. So uh, it's a whole separate issue to deal with. Uh, in regard to um, a woman making more money and somehow. I don't know the examples of it, but flaunting it, throwing it in face, and somehow being offensive and intrusive with it. Um, again, I think that speaks more personality. Of, the only way I can imagine something like that going on uh, that would bother me is if, you know, she's just being uh, intentionally arrogant, um, which would bother me if anybody would a lot of money was just walking around being intentionally arrogant and somehow trying to make themselves seem better than. Um, again, going back to my point that I don't care how much money a woman makes, um, that means that in my long world, long, long, long run, excuse me, in my, uh, in my uh, outlook on things, uh, my view of as my role uh, as the man is to be the provider. Um, and that would be my position of regardless how much she makes. Um, I don't intend that my wife will have to pay for any bills in the house, whether she makes twice as much as me or no money. Yes. Um, do what you want with your money. Um, that's, as far as I'm concerned, that's not the reason you have a job. And so, I mean, insecurity. So, um, wait, 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 hold on, hold on, Taylor, Taylor, Taylor. This is my show. How are you going to tell me to hold something? So, Go ahead, though. Wait, 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 wait. So Chicago ain't that far from Indiana. What's your phone number? Bye. 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 <laughs> so like, no, I'm joking. I'm joking. I think I'm joking. that like the insecurity plays. I think insecurity, like you said, plays a big role in it because like even though they don't know off top the financial security that I have, 
But I think the the confidence that we as boss women naturally exude is is obvious. I mean, I don't. I mean, I'm a moderately, fairly attractive young woman. Um, I I believe I I walk around not. Um, not like boasting that, but in that confidence, like knowing and appreciating who I am. I don't understand how I was in Chicago for about two years and I probably got approached um, by a man probably maybe five times. That makes no sense to me at all. (laughs) And so um, I think that that insecurity kind of is multifaceted, like, like um, Reland said, where, I mean, it's a whole nother conversation and it will likely be another topic, um, for a mouthwash shut like talk, but we're going to move along from that real quickly and go into another area of conversation. So you ladies been through past hurts that you might still find yourself carrying, Not all at Sorry, once. Sorry, say that again. Have you, um, are there some past hurts or experiences from your past um, that you still find yourself carrying that might not have been resolved that could be contributing, um, however small or large, to the hashtag single relationship status? Oh, yeah. I mean, I myself have been through some my interactions with, with other men is something that I carry with me when I'm interacting with someone new. You know, I've certainly had the experience of people being less than truthful with me. Uh, and so I feel like I approach um, certain situations if I meet somebody new or whatever, just not always giving them the benefit of the doubt that they're being honest or being straightforward, but always thinking that there is some type of game being run or um i i second guess i guess a lot and i'm sure that that is it's not doing much for me in terms of not being single i suppose kind of along those same lines i don't um, know oh go ahead charlena no 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 go ahead so i was gonna okay so along those same lines um i think both of you all know like my last like real situation I'm not going to share it with the members, though, with the, with the, not the members, someone I'm in court with the audience. Um, but that, I mean, it's been several years. Of course, he's tried to come back in, in messages fairly recently, but like, I'm, I like <laughs> the devil, but like that, the level of dishonesty and deceit is not something that I could just like easily like switch off and forget. Not, not even just with him, but with the male kind. And I mean, I tried to be very um, cognizant of that going into situations, but of course, as we know with everything, a lot of things are subconscious biases, everything can be subconscious. And so while I may be aware of it, there still might be things that are like come out in such a way which kind of could lead to um, lack of trust or things because of the last like major deceit that I went through. So I think I might carry some stuff. I mean, I think we all carry things good and bad, you know, things you learn, things you grew from, but things that hurt you that got your eyes open and like, okay, what's going on? Who are you, what you doing? Who are you with? Why you ain't text me? Those type of things. 
What about you, Charlena? So I think that I so I don't necessarily have um, and of course yeah I'm not perfect by no means, but I don't necessarily carry any of that. Um, and I mean, it could be just because I don't have any experience, right? My last my my last relationship was my first relationship, and yes, I did just say I turned thirty two in eleven days. Um, but it, I mean. We, I didn't have any of those issues. It wasn't trust or anything like that. It was, you know, insecurities on his fault as to why we fell apart. Um, and most of it was financial. Um, but anyway, um, so I don't have that. I can't say. Um, but I think, you you know, Taylor, you mentioned something about, like, you kind of you, you acknowledge that. So do you, is it something that you, you know, have a conversation with that person? Like, hey, you know, I've. I've been hurt through this way before, and because of that, you know, I do have some of these issues or whatever the case may be, kind of, like, bear with me because I'm still trying to work through it, or, like, what? Like, how do you get past that, right? Because if you don't get past that, like, how can you be in a healthy relationship without, you know, wanting to check somebody's phone or wanting to put a tracker on here to see where they've been at or things like that? Like, how do you move on from hashtag single so, when you have that baggage that you're still holding on to? So, for me, I mean... um, I haven't really dated since that. And it's not because of lack of want or try, you know, it just hasn't happened. Um, But then too, I think even before I get to that space, I need to spend some time with me and get right with it with me. Um, And so I've kind of been in that period um, where, you know, just working through that with me, like understanding like relationships, like, biblical like understandings of like relationships and like how they're supposed to look and things like that so that hopefully I can resolve that before I go into something but if not you know I'll have to if not of course going into a relationship I would hope you know we would have those conversations kind of the conversation we're having I feel like all these things that we're talking about now are things we should be talking about with people that we are either in dating relationships with or or in a relationship with so um I would have to like more more to be seen if Taylor starts dating anytime soon, which I don't believe will be happening. Um, so, Charlena, you mentioned... Ain't nothing going on in Japan? Um, mm, no. That's no. it. Nothing's going on in Japan. Um, Charlena, you mentioned something, submission. Um, and so that was one of my, like, one of my topics, t- conversation pieces for today. Like, Ebs, what does that look like? Either submission, do you believe in that concept, submission to a husband or or um, relationship or, like, guy? What are your thoughts on that? Um, so generally I do not. Um, but the way that I envision, like, that word is I interpret it as um, requiring the woman to have to play small and I have a big issue with that, and I know that, and and I'll preface this by saying that I'm not a a terribly religious individual. I don't know, you know, the Bible probably like I should, Um, and so I know that the word submission within a relationship context means something very different to somebody who is very faith-based, but that's just not who I am, and so I see it as, I interpret it as something that requires me to kind of dampen or or lessen myself to that man that I'm with can lead. Now, I have no problem with, you know, the person 
that I'm with, who I know makes sound decisions in, you know, a subjective and rational, posing something to me and saying, you know, I think that we should do X, Y, and Z, because it makes sense, and it's more of a discussion, it's more of a partnership, and I'm cool with, like, all right, that's what we should do, that's the way that we should go, but um, if it's a man who's demanding that I submit to him always without without questioning um, his, I guess, opinion or decisions and, and then requiring certain, you know, domestic, I guess, like, responsibilities that have a huge, that's just not going to happen. So um, I'm not okay with that, but I am okay with feeling, you know, if I'm in a situation where I feel comfortable with that my man is not going to lead me astray and, you know, he has exhibited, um, the ability to be able to make, you know, sound decisions for the, the best interest of us, then I can see myself being comfortable with following his lead on that. Got it. Really long-winded answer. But <laughs> Jarlene, do you have anything to add to that, that point? So I think... Um, some people do kind of get the wrong idea when you when you say that word, when you say somebody needs to be submissive to another person. Um, I have to say, you know, every single day I am, you know, basically between eight to ten hours, maybe a little more sometimes, I am the strong black female. I'm the boss, you know, I'm running things. Like, I'm always alpha female. <laughs> When I come home, I don't desire to be that person. And not to say that I am going to be standing at a door with some slippers to put on a man's feet or anything of that nature. And an apron and a plate of food. (laughs) Yeah, right. But I I am okay with, you know, just kind of taking a back seat. Like, you want to make some decisions? You know, you want to to tell me, like, hey, this is what we're having for dinner. This is where we're about to go. I'm totally okay with that type of stuff, um, but it's still a partnership. It's still equal, and I'm, and I'm totally down with that. But to some extent, I don't want to be in charge making every single decision, um, being that person, because that's my role every single day, all day, and by the time I get home, I'm tired, and I don't want to be that person um, when I'm with my partner. So... We're going to shift. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Epps. Oh, all of them hate me right now. (laughs) I definitely get that. And I think being, you know, attorneys, you are responsible for making decisions on behalf of other people all the time and having to be very analytical all the time in your professional life, which is a a large bulk of your life and of your day. So I I completely get. wanting to go home and just kind of like have somebody else take that lead. And in a day-to-day like situation, I think that that is, I have, like, I have no problem with that. I, I think I'm thinking more in terms of like big ticket items or decisions like, Oh, we're, we're just going to buy this house and move to this neighborhood or whatever without a discussion. And I have, sometimes when I think of the word submission, I think of that and I don't think that it's necessarily completely right. And like I said, I think people have, different understanding of what that means to them from like where they're coming from um but i i think that if i have a true partnership with someone where we have a discussion and and 
they have, you know, laid out really important points that, like, this is for the best interest of us or our family. I can get behind that versus kind of being told we're going to do X, Y, and Z without consideration of my opinions or thoughts or concerns on something major. So we're about to wind down. I just had one more important topic I wanted to talk about real quick. Um, one of my really good guy friends, we he's actually one of my longest guy friends I've had. We were friends in middle school. My mom used to think I was going to marry him, but as we've gotten older, I know that is absolutely not the case. Um, but he tells me, and, it, and he has some validity to it, that I am very passive in how I date and and how I approach dating and men. I'm very passive. I take kind of a backseat um, role to it. Um, and I've heard someone say, like, when you do that, you only really get what comes to you. And sometimes the garbage may come to you, and that's all you're getting. Um, but for some reason, I still hold on to that passivity in uh, in the dating realm. So with that, <clears throat> excuse me, the question is, your thoughts on young ladies pursuing men, making the first move, sliding into their DMs. Um, what do y'all think about that? Shot. Shoot your shot, young lady. <laughs> I am not bold enough. I will put it out there. I am not bold enough. Like, it sounds good, and Taylor, you have the ability to do that because I have seen you do that. Um, but I'm not bold enough to just walk up to a guy like, I don't know. Like, I don't even know what to say. So what's this, this, this dating app? I don't want to give nobody no free advertisement. But that dating app in which you have to hit the guy first. It's not um, a B. It's, like, it's like a B, basically, people. The one that's a B, basically. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, that that one. Um, but yeah, so when you got to hit up the guy first, and I'm always like, oh, I don't know what to say. And sometimes, because you only get 24 hours to say something before you unmatch with them, sometimes I miss my window because I'm like, I don't know what to say. Like, this just seems stupid. Like, I wish that they could just say something to me first. But um, yeah, I'm just not bold enough for that. Like, uh, to, to the women who can, I applaud you. If you want to teach me, my, uh, my Instagram is sy underscore moves. Please DM me and tell me how to make it happen, but I just, I'm not bold enough to do that. Oops. Yeah, I, I feel the same, and, you know, in some ways I'm just not embarrassed to say that, but, you know, the way that I am professionally is very different than the way that I am personally, and so while I can be assertive in the professional realm, I am not, you know, comfortable putting myself, in, I guess, in that vulnerable position. And when I think about that, I always commend men who, you know, go out, you know, whether they got a shot or not, and they know it from the beginning, they'll <laughs> rejection, but they keep going. I commend you for doing it. I, I have never felt comfortable enough being, I guess, that quote-unquote exposed, I guess, to, you know, be open to, to getting a favorable response. So episode five of Mouth Wide Shut, Let's Talk, Why My Single Guys Edition, our two eligible bachelors on that episode said, ladies, do it. Like, we love it. Like, come up to us. Um, when you see us out, like, approach us. Like, the worst we could just be like is no. And I know that's so simple saying the worst that can happen is you can say, no, I'm not interested. I'm actually waiting for my girlfriend. But that still hurts. 
like a piece of you, like just not a big piece, but it still hurts. Um, but like guys, that's what they want. That is what they want. And you, you hit the last point that I wanted to make Ebs. like, it's crazy as like, um, litigators, which we all are attorneys who have gone through rigorous studies, um, in predominantly male, um, environments, predominantly white male environments. And we've had to rise to those occasions and we've done it then. Um, but how sometimes that does not translate to our personal life. Um, I think that does, that does in a small percentage, you know, we've broken down some of our percentages of why I am single. I think a small percentage of that does, does come from that for me, at least I can say. Yeah, no, I, I would agree. I would hundred percent agree. I, I wish there was a way to kind of mesh those two worlds together better where, you know, you are one way professionally and I wish it translated more um, into my personal life. Um, but I definitely think that's true. I, I do think it's a, a hindrance and I, I sometimes wonder, you know, does it go hand in hand with like, do I not seem like approachable when I'm out? Like, I, you know, I start kind of going down the rabbit hole in that sense as well. So as we're wrapping up, um, Charlena, do you have any parting words for the awesome listeners of Mouth Wide Shut? Let's talk. Um, the parting words, hmm, not like this really eloquent type of person when you put me on a spot like that. Um, but I just have to say, um, at the end of the day, ladies, if you're single, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, enjoy life, right? I'm, I'm out here literally living my best life, traveling, seeing the world, and doing, and, you know, kicking some butt in the courtroom. So, um, if you're single, you're single, just be great at it, just be comfortable with who you are and just keep it going from there but um if you want you can find me sy underscore move on instagram Ed dukes um i mean i second everything charlie just said um everybody just you know live your life and eventually somebody good will come and join your party and you know that's what i keep telling myself i'm trying not to be jaded by my job um <laughs> and keep hope alive that, you know, that partnership that I want is out there for me. So, you know, and, until it comes, I'm trying to enjoy all the, the opportunities I have available while I can because the things you can't do once you start a family the way you could do while you're single. So I'm trying to, trying to enjoy it. Um, so for me, um, like during one of my periods of my life, I lived in a very Midwest city, and it was very hard for me as a woman of color to be there because I never got approached. The men that looked like me were not attractive to me. Um, and then that would just like kind of would make you question, like, is something wrong with me? Am I not attractive? Am I not pursuable? Am not? Am I not? You know, like all those questions. Um, and while there, I was so thankful I had like a dope group of black female professional women who were kind of going through the same thing I was going through, kind of like I have here. Um and we realized we are we are dope creatures. We are dope beings. Black girl magic is real. And while it would be great to have companionship, like I I would love to have someone to come and share my day with, but at this point apparently that's not where I'm supposed to be, and I have accepted that and I am living my like Charlene said, living my best life 
as a young millennial single woman of color. Um, and so for those out there who are discouraged, who thinks that they have to kind of compromise themselves in some way to kind of get the guy, get the ring, sis, just take care of you, be you and enjoy this period of your life because like it, you're not going to have it forever. So, um, I want to thank my guests. Um, we, Dr. Reeland had to leave. He had to go save some lives. But I want to thank Dr. Reeland for gracing us with his presence for a brief hot second. Um, I want to thank my dope Esquires on the phone in Chicago. Um, and I am your host, Taylor H. Tay-Tay, DJ Slay-Tay, Esquire. But most importantly, your host of Mouth Wide Shut, Let's Talk. Thanks for listening to episode six of Mouth Wide Shut, Let's Talk, Why Am I Single, Ladies Edition. Happy listening.